This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment. As every Friday, we come out and showcase and share an episode that we had an awesome guest to come share space with us to pick their mind on what their gift is giving to the world, what they're doing to help elevate consciousness, but also they'll share how we can level up and understand this, this whole entire thing called the mindful, you know, experiment, the experiment of life and so much more. And in this one, I had a great conversation with Zerra Mahun, which we dove deep into the aspect of law of attraction. Why sometimes the law of attraction doesn't work for people, the missing links to it and so much more. There's elements in here that I really had a blast sharing because there's things I've shared on this podcast. If you've been a follower and listening for quite some time, you know I brought these things up in the past and it was great to have her bring this up and we had a great discussion on this and so much more on how you can level up in life, understanding the law of attraction, and how to apply it in your life to become a master of your own. So if you don't know who she is, Zehra is a master mindset and law of attraction coach and manifestation 
expert or manifesting expert. She is the author of 12 books on these subjects and the creator of the Unlimited 40-Day Law of Attraction Workout and the Unlimited Universal Mind uh, Mastermind. After committing to completely transforming her self-worth in 2006, she went from being massively in debt to owning multiple properties and creating a thriving business, as well as healing her relationships. Zeta has helped individuals to identify the blockages that are keeping them from achieving success. She helps them to change their self-talk and develop new ha- thinking habits that open up a world of new possibilities. Over the past few years, she has offered 150 talks on TV, public libraries, private workshops, and opportunity to communicate what she has learned. Get a pen and paper out, folks. This is a good one. You're really going to understand the depth, and and I think you really will enjoy this conversation and so much more. So without any further ado, here is Zetra Mahoon. Zetra, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to have you on. I love, love, love chatting on the law of attraction, anything related to universal laws, to be honest, and um, your book and everything that you're doing. uh, I was like, yes, this is someone I want to dive in, have a wonderful conversation with, pick your brain, but more importantly, the listeners will get a lot from this. So thank you for taking the time and sharing space with us. I'm happy to be here. Yes, absolutely. My listeners always know when I'm interviewing someone, there's one thing I go to right off the bat, and that is... How did you get into the universal laws, law of attraction, everything that you're doing? How did that drum up to get to where you are today? The universe talked to me and made sure I paid attention. (laughs) And I say that because things went wrong and things went wrong and things went wrong and things went wrong until I finally paid attention and decided to do something about it. So how, you know, for someone hearing that, it's like, okay, what were you paying attention to? Was it a voice? Was it just um, you kind of surrendering to the process? Like, how did that, how did that get created or how did that show up? I'd been listening to people like Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra for a very long time. Uh, In fact, I gave up uh, reading fiction books very early in life and started reading nonfiction So I had been assimilating all the information, but I wasn't connecting it. It didn't form a picture in my head. It was disjointed. And it started coming together for me when I started listening to Abraham Hicks. So I started following Abraham Hicks and listening to their talks and reading their books. And Suddenly, it all, everything that I had learned in the past clicked into place. And I guess you could say it was just the right time and place. But um, I started paying attention to the fact that it was something I was doing that was giving me results that I was getting. That was the conclusion I came to. And that is where I started focusing on me internally rather than focusing on the world around me and asking myself, why is that person getting that result? And why is that person getting that result? And I'm not getting those results. It's not because of external factors. It's because of internal factors. So when I came to that conclusion, I started paying attention and seeing things differently than I was seeing before. And when I made that change in the way I was seeing things, it changed everything. I love that. You and I have the same journey. Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, then Abraham Hicks work. And then it was like, oh, wow, there's a, there's a connection to all this. Yes. I, 
And I love how you you took your focus then, if, from a, if I'm hearing everything correctly, you took your focus from outside and you started to look internally, mm-hmm. right? And that's where the game changed, right? All of a sudden, yes. uh, how, did you did things all happen? Here's another thing I always get. Did things all happen at once? Like as soon as you made that shift, was it like, boom, whole world changed? Or was there a process behind that? It's interesting you asked that question because when I started putting the pieces of the puzzle together and I realized that it was my thoughts, the way I was talking to myself that was preventing me from getting the things I wanted, I changed my way of talking and thinking and I actually made things worse. Yes, I did. I made things worse. So, you know that term when shit hits the fan? That's that's what happened. Everything fell apart. My marriage fell apart. My mother fell seriously sick. My uh, I lost the custody of my son. I almost lost my house. Everything went wrong. And and that things going wrong all at the same time or within you know close succession to each other made me understand what positive thinking really was. You know, we all say positive thinking, positive thinking, but I really got it because I could see in a very short space of time, I could see what I had been saying to myself and what came about as a result. And I thought I was the most positive person in the world. But then I realized that wanting things, wanting good things to happen does not necessarily mean that you are being positive about them. I like that. Is it so when you're wanting and I've gone through this and I, and I, and I wanted to see if we're connecting here and they have the same experience. When you're wanting something good to happen, are you focusing on the lack? Like, for example, when did you, because I know I've gone through that and it was a lot of rope. I'm a stubborn person. So it's like, it was just a block of wall, uh-huh. a wall. Is it one of those things where you're like, this is what I want. And then it's like, but I'm not getting it. It's not happening. And I, and I know the law of attraction. I know these things and it's still not working. Ever have that happen? Yes, absolutely. And many other thoughts exactly like that. Will this happen? How will it happen? It's that control thing that goes wrong. And the analogy that I use is, if you're asking the universe for help, then you're basically putting the universe in the driving seat of the car that you're in, and you're in the passenger seat. But if you try and grab the steering wheel, it's not going to work. The car is going to end up in the ditch because you are now trying to control something that you should not be trying to control. And you're not letting the universe control it either. I I always use an analogy and I share, it's kind of like, and I love the car. This is why I'm really gelling right off the bat here. It's one of the things where I'll say like, you know, you're in a car and the universe is the driver and you just tell it, Hey, this is where I want to go. And then you just need to sit back and say, let's see how this ride goes. Exactly. That's exactly right. So don't try and snatch the steering wheel. And we do that when we ask questions like, how is this going to happen? Where are we going? Why aren't we there yet? You know, like all of those kinds of questions. And I was asking those questions. So I was going negative and then I was going positive and then I was going negative and then I was going positive. It's not that I wasn't going positive. I wasn't staying there for long enough. 
And so then what kind of changed? Was it just that? Like one day you're just like, I'm going to go ahead and get a, just hold on to this positive thought and just stay there and I'm not going to think of anything else? Or like, what was that shift in that, that thinking? I'll tell you something. It was a total accident that, well, there are no accidents. So here's what happened. I'll tell you a little bit of a story. I was driving on my way home and I had a sudden impulse to stop at the library. I tend to follow my impulses, but this impulse was so strong that I just, I thought about just driving by, but the impulse was so strong, I had to stop. I stopped, I went inside and I browsed some shelves and I just randomly started picking up stuff. I didn't know why I was picking it up. I was just gravitating towards certain audio uh, programs and I just picked up a whole bunch of them. Next thing you know, I had used my library card, my son's library card, my daughter's library card. And I had, I walked out of the library with two bagfuls of audio programs. What transpired in the next 30 days, because that was the period of time I could have those programs, um, was that I listened to all of them. And as I listened to all of them, I would start my day and plug one in and then do whatever I was doing, but keep listening. And I told myself, the reasoning was, you know what? My thoughts are hurting me. I realized that my thoughts are creating my life and I'm obviously not thinking the way I should be thinking. So I'm going to stop thinking my thoughts and I am going to pay attention to these wise people whose audio programs I have brought home and I'm going to think their thoughts. I love that. So you just took you just took theirs instead of yours and just input it into software and said everything should work then. And that was well. It. I wasn't actually thinking everything should work then. My my uh, premise was let me listen to these wise people and in the process I'll just stop harming myself. I didn't think I was creating anything. I was just saying, okay, I am obviously hurting myself with my thoughts. My thoughts are poisonous, but I don't see which ones are poisonous. So I'm just going to put the pause button on. I'm just going to hit pause and I'm going to start listening to other people who are obviously wiser, more successful than I am. I want to replicate their success. So I'm going to borrow their thoughts. The beautiful thing that happened over those 30 days was that that was effective and it helped me turn everything around. Because my thoughts really were hurting me and I borrowed theirs. <laughs> That's awesome. Simple concept, right? But it's, it's sometimes it's our mind that won't let us like we can do this, but then the mind in the back of the head will be like, uh, uh-uh, or, oh, that's just baloney. Or you've been there before, right? That and some people call it ego, inner critic, whatever it may be. But it, did you, did you have some of that kind of tugging you at there? Or was this a full surrender? Always, like this is what always, I'm doing. Always. I'm analytical. And my profession that I trained for also involved analysis. So I was always asking those questions. But during this time, these 30 days, I stopped asking questions. And I just started listening. And that's where the change happened. Now, it was the beginning of the change. The change started because I allowed space in my mind. And as a result of that, then I started a process of shifting my thoughts. And that process took time. 
Did you have like, cause there's so many methods I've learned over the time of how to do that. Cause I, I'm in the same boat you were. And I, and I shared this many times on the podcast, just on myself talking about um, your thoughts and the programming and the conditioning of the mind. And you know, there's, there's just inner critic we all have. And it's just one thing that when you're trying to make a shift, it, th- there's going to be that old noise in the background saying, no, oh, no, what about this and that? Did you have like a, a sometimes people use a wrist band and they'll snap when they have a thought or they touch something or did you have anything like that, like an anchor or something to how did you re in other words, um, what's the way I want course, correct your thoughts or redirect them back to what you wanted to focus on? Um, did you have like a methodology or anything like that? So just to put it into perspective, before I got to that point. Uh, I had, in my journey, many years prior, become a Reiki master, obtained my NLP certification, studied Psych-K, done a lot of stuff. And I had intellectual knowing of these things, but I wasn't being able to apply them. What changed was... I started with a clean slate. When I gave up thinking my own thoughts for 30 days, it was like a cleanse. It was a mental cleanse. And the result of that was that when I started back up, I became conscious of what I was thinking and saying. So it was as if I said to myself, what you've been doing was poisonous. You're going to stop now and do something com- that's completely different, which really follows that famous Einstein uh, phrase that if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, nothing changes. So I made this decision. I am not going to do anything like I was doing before, which means I have to start completely differently how would I do things going forward? So instead of going backwards and trying to change something, I said to myself, uh-uh, not going backwards. Love so that. I went forwards and I started incorporating what all these amazing teachers were telling us. I started actually living my day by the teachings that I already had, but I wasn't putting them into practice because my mind was getting in the way. Suddenly my mind was out of the way and I started really listening. That's the problem. Our head is so busy that there's no space in it. It's like traffic is going, there's a traffic jam in our head, which does not allow us to go anywhere. We get stuck and we stay there. Once you clear the traffic jam, now you can plot a new course. I like that. It is true. We're very mental, and especially in the intellectual world, we're in error now with like access to anything pretty much at the palm of our hand. Uh, it really gets us stuck in that kind of a pattern where we just don't break through. When you started to, you know, some, some listeners may be listening and going, this sounds great. I love it. It helped you. How doing that, now let's talk a little about now the effects. How did that change in different aspects of your life? Because you were sharing before about how everything was just one thing after another, right? When it rains, it pours. You just had all this coming at you. 
what happened afterwards? How did, how, if you don't mind sharing a couple of, like how did things shift and change in sure. when you started to realize this getting, you know, you're aware, you let go, you're like, Hey, other people are doing this. There's gotta be something to it. Success leaves clues. I'm going to trust them. You'd borrow their thoughts. I love that statement. And, uh, um, how did your life shift and change from that moment? So, uh, just to create a connection, I, I will say that the one biggest change that I made was I stopped asking questions. You know, those questions that I was always asking, who's going to show up to help me with this? How is this going to happen? When is it going to happen? That was the biggest thing that happened as a result of the 30-day cleanse was I stopped asking questions. From there, let me give you an example. Um, my, my ex took my seven-year-old away. I was devastated and I had thoughts of going to court for custody because he hadn't been paying child support. I knew I would win, but the thought of going to court and having to think about that issue just felt so heavy and horrible that I would have to deal with this at least for a year, maybe more to get it sorted out. And I just didn't want that. I did, it felt really, really awful to go in that direction. So I started soothing myself. I said, I've decided I'm not going to go to court. So now what options do I have? Okay, I'm going to think about it this way. Um, my son is seven years old. I've already taught him well. The reason I want him to live with me is because I want his well-being and I feel I'm the better parent. <laughs> but I've already done I've already done a lot of parenting. I have taught my son well. He is self-sufficient. He knows how to look after himself. I've taught him good value systems. I have taught him to be positive thinking. And then again, he's in the same city as me. Like he's not going across the seas to another planet or, or something like that. He can reach out to me. He knows where to find me. He can bug his father to bring him home to me for a visit. I can go visit him. So I started saying all of these things to myself that were more positive. And what happened as a result was I started feeling better. I started connecting with my son and I started seeing that he actually was doing really, really well. And I actually started enjoying his being with his father because suddenly after so many years, I had some time to myself. And I thought, well, this isn't that bad. I can actually go out in the evening and I, I can actually, I don't have to worry about cooking and, and you know doing things according to a set schedule. I have more freedom now. So I started appreciating what I had. And he started saying things to me over the phone, such as, I was talking to daddy yesterday, mom, and I told him he should be more like you. <laughs> he needs to be more like you. <laughs> and that just, it cracked me up, but it also made me feel so good. Because what it told me was, what I want, really wanted was for my son to know that I loved him and that I was a good parent. And when he said those words, I knew I, my job was done and I had succeeded in being the kind of parent I wanted to be. The result was that 
just before, two days before school was supposed to start again, my ex brought my son and all his toys and all his clothes back to the house and said, here you go. I can't deal with him when he's in school. I can't, I can't do that. I can't have him and work. And I was like, yeah, that's what I've been doing for the past seven years. You've been missing. I've been working and doing the mummy thing. But I was too happy to see my son to have any negative thoughts about that. I thought about it for a few minutes and then I let it go. And I was just, I got what I wanted. But I got what I wanted. I realized when I looked at it through the lens of law of attraction that I got what I wanted because I never pushed back. I didn't create a big fuss. I didn't kick up a storm. I soothed myself and I appreciated what I was gaining because my son was away. Then I started appreciating how he was dealing with the whole situation. The end result was appreciate, 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 appreciate. You get what you want. So I, I learned, yeah, I learned a big lesson. And then that learning that lesson taught me something valuable. Hmm, that's what I need to do with everything else in my life. I love that. And you did something that a lot of times people do the opposite. I, I wrote a book on this and it's all about like you're going through a dark moment, right? And a lot of times, what do we do? We resist, we fight it, we, we get in our heads, we get all this angst, we get all this protection, our neurology goes into protection, the body follows suit, all these things. And instead, you surrendered and said, you know what, I'm going to let, again, right, universe, this is what I see, this is what I want, this is what I want for my son, I'm crystal clear on this, I let you take the road. And what happened is, look how it all worked out in the way you wanted to have it work out, in the essence, of course, it's not in the... I would say it's like you, I, I share this all the time. You, you, you wanted an orange, but the universe said, Hey, guess what? We're going to give you a lemon. But what you did is said, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to complain. It's still fruit. That's what I asked for. Yeah, exactly. I started appreciate finding appreciation in the situation. That. And then, you know, I always say when you're more grateful for what you have or does not have, then the universe will provide you more. More exactly. Right? And, and as a result of this, experience, I finally figured out what I was doing wrong. I was just not appreciating enough. I was asking questions that I shouldn't have been asking. So what I did in this situation was I stopped saying, when am I going to get my son back? How horrible that he's gone away. I'm going to be unhappy for the rest of my life because my son's gone away. I stopped doing those things and I approached it in a completely different way based on all the things that I had learned. And then I developed a formula for it. I would love, if you don't mind sharing or, or where can people get access to that formula or just because I'm a big guy in the formulas. I always have like, you do this with this and this and you'll get to this point. So I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, if you don't mind sharing it. No, I don't mind at all. It is part of one of my books. So as a result of all of this that happened, I wrote a book called Thrive. And Thrive is a diagrammatic, illustrated um, explanation of the law of attraction. It, show, it, it shows you um, on, a, on a chart with the x-axis. So if you're analytically inclined like I am, 
uh, on x-axis, there is emotion. On the y-axis is momentum or depth of feeling. And it uses that chart to explain everything that law of attraction is because really the principles behind law of attraction are the principles of physics. Now, some people hear the law of attraction and they'll say, it doesn't work for me or, uh, yeah, you just, you know, because a lot of people think when you hear a little word law of attraction, a lot of people go to the secret and just think of what that has and what it's all about. Why is it, and, and you probably already explained this, it's just I want to ask the question just so yeah. we, we, we can revisit if we, if anything, why is it sometimes for others, it doesn't work for them, no matter how much they put the energy into it and how much they, um, even if they say, well, I'm still focusing on only this, I'm still focusing on this. Uh, I know we can visit this really quick, but it, I just want to revisit this if anything, because I know we, we already have discussed it, but I didn't ask straightforward with you. So why is it sometimes that people, it doesn't work for them? Um, two, two really, or three really powerful reasons. Number one, the fact that they say it won't work, then it won't work. Because doubt is the enemy of manifesting. So if you're going into it doubting it, it's not going to work. Number two, attachment to the outcome. So you're so attached to the outcome that you're not giving up control to the universe. And number three, you're simply spending more time thinking about the th reasons why it won't happen as opposed to the reasons that it will. Those are the three things that get in the way of people saying, it's not happening. It's not working. And they look for outside reasons. And that's what we, when we started, I told you that my journey went from looking at outside factors affecting me to inside factors. And when people say it's not working, they're looking at outside factors instead of looking at inside factors. I always use the the phrase like if if you if you're you're I was I talk about how you're a creator and everything, but one of the things I'll mention and you just brought this up is that you know if you're you you are always creating, so if you don't have the life and not experiencing what you want, you're distracted, and you're talking about that distraction of outside rather keeping the focus inside. Correct. That's correct. Awesome. So, um, so that's why a lot of people are not successful, and I was not successful. I made a complete mess of it. Because I didn't realize that attachment to the outcome is what keeps the outcome from coming. That doubt is the enemy of manifesting. And I was doubting because it's when you doubt that you ask questions. If you trust, you don't ask questions. So true. And, and I know that full heartedly the same way I used to question a lot and I would have doubts or you know, sometimes you feel like you have to do more to add to the mix where then it's just like, no, it's just, hey, it's as simple as this. And uh, even in my own chiropractic office, I had a, a doc who came into the office and worked with me for a little bit. And he would be like, okay, what are we doing for new patients? How do we, you know, expand our reach? And I'm like, mm, just internally feel it and you'll be fine. He's like, what do you mean? I said, just, I go into a thought process. I just imagine who, who do I want to help? And I just, say everything's going to work out the way it is. And then all of a sudden he'll be like, that works. And I'm like, oh, we'll see. You know, I, again, I'm not attached. If it doesn't, oh, well, if it does, great. But I'm putting the energy out there and put, bring, making myself available. And all of a sudden he'll be like, yeah, we had like five, six patients as we call new patients. He goes, I'm like, okay, good. And he's like, was that part of what you did? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm putting it out there and I'm not, I'm not attached to what's showing up. 
But then all of a sudden he would see a pattern, like when things were like, with, like numbers would go a little bit or this and that. And all of a sudden I'd be like, let me just go back to my state. And he's like, this, how do you do this? I'm like, I don't know. You just, you get into a place, you send it out. It's like, a, it's like a telegram. I'm sending it to the universe. They got the message. They got the code. I just sit back and wait till it all works out now. And he's like, yeah, but I've been with you like for a year and I still see that you're, you're continually doing that. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm only telling you what I know. And it's just letting go, putting it down. And that's the end of it. Yes. So true. Now I want to go back to something that you said um, and that you talked about the secret and the secret movie was um, revolutionary in the sense that it brought law of attraction to a lot of people. The, the problem with the secret movie was that it gave the impression that law of attraction says no action is required. And that was the problem. Law of attraction does not at all say that you will not have to take action. What law of attraction says and what it teaches us is that you, the action that you take will bear better results if you prepare your vibration, your thoughts ahead of taking action. Action is the way to make things happen. Nothing's going to happen if you don't act, but you've got to do the mental work prior to doing the physical work. Like an athlete, an athlete visualizes the sprint that they're going to do before they actually do it. So they do the mental work before doing the physical work. Once, when you do it that way, then the physical work becomes easier, takes you further. It's kind of like the, you ever heard the, uh, the method be, do, have, right? Yes. And you're just, you're definitely, you have to be the being this, yes. right? That vibrational yes. frequency that, exactly. that, that, exactly. that first. And that's exactly what you were doing in your practice as well. You were doing the thinking work. You know, your practice wasn't going to run itself. You still have to do, do the work. We all have to do the work. When I write a book, it, the book doesn't write itself. I write the book. But first I do the thinking work. I prepare myself for that process. Here's a question to ask, because I've used law of attraction this way, the be, the be, do, have model. And yeah. I talk a lot about how when you're in that beingness, the doing this gets so much easier, but it's also quicker. Like the, the have part comes a lot faster. Absolutely. Yes, it does. Writing, you, you brought up writing a book. And I'm just curious, because I know you do this kind of work. Um, does it take you a long time to write a book or when you're in that beingness, the doing just is so effortless that it's like, wow, look at this. I'm already, I already have the book written. That's right. That's exactly how it is. It usually takes a week. Once I get in that mode, it's done. And people don't understand that. Cause like, it was interesting when I became an author a few years back and I wrote my first book. It was interesting how people kept asking, how long did it take you to write this? And I was like, I don't know, three weeks, three and a half weeks, but it was like weekend work. Yes, and exactly. So like, I was like, I don't know, maybe seven days. And they're like, no, you're bragging. I'm like, well, if you know me, I don't brag. So that's number one. I go number two. I'm like, I was just, I knew what I wanted to write. I knew what the vision I was going to go. Yes. And then I just, I go, did you, like some people, it's so amazing how people are like, did you have a sequence? Did you have an outline? Did you map it out? I'm like, no. Exactly. You know, and I'm assuming you're the same way. Like, it's just, yeah. no, I just sat, I wrote, 
And then yeah. I just seamed it together and I said, wow, this kind of flows really nice. All right, this yes. is the book, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's exactly how I write my books is they kept, I, I say this, it keeps gestating in my head. And then I sit down and it go, it all comes out. And, and that's, so that's the key. So if the listeners are listening with all this, this is the kind of thing that just works when you're in that place. It's like, it's like you have the whole, I talk about this with healing in the body, but when you have all the support systems there to help and everything's in the right, everything's all prepped and ready, the preparation works ready. The work is the easiest part Easy. of it all. That's right. I that's talk right. about, you can use this in cooking. You brought up sports, right? Athletes, we got the Olympics coming up here and yeah. it's like, how much, how long do they train? How much prep work? Four years for a, uh, you know, if they're the sprinters, you know, that's like a 20 second event, but the work, right? That's easy. 20 second run, piece of cake, yeah. but the prep to do it at the level and the, that that's the being part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. So you can apply this then because some people look at me when I talk about universal laws and in my coaching and what I do, it's very just universal. I take, you know, everyone's like, well, who's your sector, sector that you work with? I'm like, I can work with anybody, but this is where I go to. But um, and they're like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, because it's universal laws that all interconnects. So when you figure that out in one section of your life, was it easy just to apply to the others and you had the same results and it was just kind of a commonality with a theme and everything? Um, not in the beginning. It was a lot of hit and miss, trying different things, learning from mistakes, big mistakes, small mistakes, and then coming up with a formula, which is what I was telling you about. And the formula is really, really simple once you get it. And once you have the formula, you can apply it to anything. And the formula simply is know where you are, acknowledge where you are. Don't try and run away from it. Don't try and hide from it. Where you are is where you are and it's okay. Make peace with where you are. Know exactly where you want to go. And here's where people make a mistake. When people define their goal, they define a physical action oriented or um, something measurable that everyone can see goal. You know, I want to be married in the, at the end of the year. I want to have that promotion at the end of the year. These are all physical physical world related goals what they forget to attach is an emotional goal i think that's the biggest part would you say yes that is so the emotional goal is i want to feel that i have the right person by my side not i want this person and he has to be this tall and have this many hair and you know not that or this girl and she has to have these characteristics. No. How do you want to feel being with this person? The feeling goal. And, and once you have the feeling goal, now you soothe yourself with respect to where you are. And you say, it's okay, I'm going to get there. Maybe not today, but I'm working towards it. And then just appreciate, 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 because appreciate is the accelerant that's going to get you there faster. That's I, the formula. I that, love that. Simply, that is the formula. It just applies differently because people's beliefs come in 
to the mix and you have to deal with those negative beliefs because they are the things that are creating a blockage so if you put in accelerant but you're hitting a wall you're ending up damaging yourself so this is why people say law of attraction doesn't work they don't remove the blockages and they start putting the accelerant so the result and this is what i did the result is you crash and burn again and again and again you're speaking so, my life go ahead i'm sorry yeah no i'm just saying got to do the work to remove those negative beliefs that's the work and i love how you brought up cuz this is what i went through i love how you brought up relationships cuz that's where i learned a lot about myself through relationships but it was always interesting that i can think and see what i want to have as a woman who what's the partner and i would always do the whole the writing of the list and and i would get the whole list and i was like wow i got the whole list and then i get into the relationship and it was just I know it was me, but at the end of the day, I was like, this, it didn't work out. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, what did I have to learn from this point? What did I have to do here? And then I do it all over again. And after like the third yeah. time, I was like, hold up. This is, this is, I, I failed three times in a row. Some people like, well, maybe it's not the right one for you. I'm like, no, no. Okay. But maybe, maybe, but I was like, there's something I'm missing. And then yes. all of a sudden I got into, you know what, this is the type of relationship I want feeling wise. Here's yeah. what I want to have in my relationship through emotions and I just put my energy there. And then all of a sudden, my wife out of nowhere, we start dating. And then all of a sudden, now she's my wife. And now I have one of the greatest relationships I've ever I had, the greatest relationship I've ever had. But it's that feeling aspect. And, you know, the mind still plays tricks. I want listeners to know that. Like sometimes like, well, you know, and it's like, no, 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 this is what I wanted. And I just got to appreciate what I have. And I, and I always say, because you, I love how you use the word appreciate. I always say you got to be grateful too, because it, the, the, it's, there's miracles happening every day in our life. And this is a, what you're sharing today is like a great reminder for me to go even deeper than what I already do to be like, appreciate every little thing because it is, you are creating and the universe is showing you that. And it's like, appreciate it. So then it says, okay, you know, it's just like in life. If you're giving to somebody and you're helping yeah. someone and they show true appreciation, your heart wants to open up more and help exactly. to give more to them. That's right. That's right. Exactly. I love that. How, so we talked about relationships. We got into, you know, life in general and all those other things. Is this the same way with money? How does money work? Because a lot of people are always curious. That, like, if you look at like the um, Matthew McConaughey once said he was in New Orleans and he went to a voodoo shop and they have all these potions for all these things. And he goes, I don't, you know, humans, I just don't get it. They're, they this, this, this attraction for money. Because he goes, if you looked at the one area of potions that was totally out, it was the money ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, because money <laughs> does make the world go around. I mean, you can say money doesn't mean anything, but no, no, no. Money makes the world go around. So uh, yes, absolutely. The same principles apply to money. And in my journey, I've had to, money has been one of my biggest stumbling blocks um, until I fixed it. So I, uh, I was on the brink of bankruptcy. My, my accounts had been, uh, what's the word? Uh, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, taxman was after me. Everyone was after me. <laughs> I know that feeling. I know that feeling. <laughs> everyone, I, I, and I didn't have a place to hide. And f- within five days, everything changed. Do you I, mind sharing that really quick? How'd that change? What shifted? I, I gave up trying to control the situation. That's I gave up trying to control the situation. And I said, that's it. I'm beat. I have nothing more to give. 
I'm done. Universe, tell me what to do next. It's funny because I went through something similar like that. I, I ended up going bankrupt. I shared the story in one of my books. Um, and then I shared the lessons of what, how I created that, but then why I had to go through that, even though it, was, it took a year for me to finally be like, because in a year, I remember when I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know, I, it, it's, it was just starting my business. Business wasn't picking up as quick. Uh, student loan debts, they weren't working with me at the time because of what happened in 2009. And I'm like, I got all these chips falling at me and it's not working out. And then I was like, no, I'm going to work through this one year. I'm like, I'm, I'm putting everything in, right? All this energy. And roadblock after roadblock after yep. roadblock. And yep. then I was like, I don't get this. Nothing was working. Nothing mm-hmm. was sticking. Like you said, all of a sudden I said, okay, I give up. I, I have nothing else to give. I can't. I don't know what else to do. Yep. I'm going to go this route. And so then I did. And I am very appreciative for it um, because everything opened up. I learned so much. I went through a lot yes. of negative stuff, a lot of dark stuff, inner limited negative belief systems. All these things were coming up during that process. But it was afterwards, I can't, I mean, literally in six months, the business transformed, everything shifted. And I'm going, I don't get it though. I just did one thing. How is my whole life changing financially? And then all of a sudden three X my business in two years. And I'm going, what is happening? Like how? And I started to realize, you know, the resistance it was, we talk about and things like that. Yes, that's right. Attachment to the outcome and negative beliefs. Those are the two things, the manifesting mistakes. So I wrote another book called Manifesting Mistakes. And in that book, I recorded 16 manifesting mistakes that I made on my journey. That I also, through my coaching practice, see other people make those mistakes. And the top two are attachment to the outcome and not dealing with your negative beliefs. And that was me, right? I had a goal, a vision, what I want to achieve, what I want to be making, the impact mm-hmm. I want to have. And I was so stuck on my path yep. that it just wasn't happening until I let go. And then once I did, I said, okay, well, I'm just going to practice and do what I do best here. And that's it. And this is how I want to feel, right? What's exactly. the feeling in my office I want to have? What's the feeling right. I want to be doing to help people? And exactly. so I'm sharing this with the listeners just so you guys know, like this stuff does work. It's, it's your work that you're sharing, everything you're doing dead on to a T. Uh, and it can drastically change your life as you've been, as it did for you. And yep. also as it does for me, as it, as it has done for me. Um, Zebra, really quick, before we wrap things up, I know you've mentioned a couple books. I know you have another book too. Um, how can people connect with you, find you, all the good things that you're doing, your, all the stuff that you're up to? So first of all, my handle across all platforms is Z Mahoon. So Z-M-A-H-O-O-N. That's my website. That's my Facebook. That's my Instagram. That's my handle. So if you went to my website, you would be able to fill out a contact form and send me a message. Also on my website, you can download the free book, Why Me? This was, uh, I always ask the question, why me? Why are things happening to me that are not happening to other people? And then I figured out the answer to it was negative beliefs. Um, But that book uh, is a free download on my website and it uh, captures that journey of answering the question, why me? Why do bad things happen to good people? Um, I have many events coming up. So if you did get on uh, it, my uh, my mailing list, you would get the information for all of them. So I do have uh, an event coming up for manifesting relationships. Following that, I have one coming up for manifesting money and then just a general masterclass for manifesting. 
So all of those are coming up uh, later on this fall. And, and then we'll at the end. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. No, uh, that's okay. At the end of the year, I always have a, a free uh, program for bringing in the new year, um, meditation and a workshop. So those are all the events that are already in the pipeline. They've already been planned out. I love that. And so for all the listeners, I'll have all that good stuff in the show notes for you to get connected and so forth. Um, Zebra, this was a lot of fun. I knew we were going to gel and connect. Um, really great stuff. I love how the stories connected and, and similarities and all that good things. Um, again, it's universal laws, right? And all, yes. all it works no matter, you know, on the effects of that. Uh, but thanks for taking the time. Thanks for sharing space with us. I appreciate all that you're doing. The world needs to know more about these things so that they can realize humanity can really truly understand that we are the creators of our life and no for the most part no external circumstances can affect us or because we can shift it and change it to however we want so i appreciate you and all that you're doing thank you for having me thanks for tuning into the podcast if you found this episode to be inspirational pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this if this is your first time tuning in please follow us connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode and until next time keep rocking and rolling 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.